Hola, and welcome to A Whiskey Nerd, a podcast about whiskey, bourbon, and many other things. This is Christian, the host, and today we're going to keep with the theme of season two, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We're going to review one of the good ones, Johnny Walker, Black Label. Johnny Walker is a brand of Scotch whiskey now owned by Diageo that originated in the Scottish town of Kilman Rock, Ayrshire. The brand was first established by grocer John Walker. It is the most widely distributed brand of blended Scotch whiskey in the world, sold in almost every country, with annual sales the equivalent of 223.7 million 700 milliliter bottles. In, this was in 2016. It's about 156.6 million liters. Johnny Walker Black is one of the world's best-selling whiskies. John Walker was born on July 25th of 1805. His former father died in 1819, and the family sold the farm. The trust invested the proceeds that were about 417 pounds into an Italian warehouse, grocery, wine, and spirit shop located on High Street in Kilman Rock, Ayrshire. Walker managed the grocery wine and spirits segment as a teenager in 1820. The Excise Act of 1823 relaxed the strict laws on distillation of whiskey and reduced by a considerable amount the extremely heavy taxes on the distillation and sale of whiskey. By 1825, Walker, a teetotaler, was selling spirits, including rum, brandy, gin, and whiskey. In short order, he switched to be mainly dealing in whiskey, um, since the blend of grain and malt whiskies was still banned. He sold both blended malt whiskies and grain whiskies, but they were sold as uh, made-to-order whiskies, blended to meet specific customer's requirement. He didn't have any brand of his own, so he didn't really get in any trouble. He began using the, his name uh, years later, selling a blended malt known as Walker's Kilman Rock Whiskey, and, um, well, John Walker died in 1857. Well, his brand actually became popular after Walker's death, and it was his son, Alexander Walker, also known as Alec Walker, and his grandson, Alexander Walker II, who were responsible for the establishing of the whiskey as the favorite brand. The Spirit Act of 1860 legalized the blending of grain whiskies with malt whiskies and ushered the modern era of blended Scotch whiskey. Blended Scotch whiskey is lighter and sweeter in character is more accessible and much more marketable to a wider audience. Um, it has to be noted that Andrew Osher of Edinburgh was the first to produce a blended whiskey, but the workers follow, follow pretty short after that, and they're credited with making the more popular one. Alexander Walker introduced the brand's signature bottle, the Square Bottle, in 1860. That was not, not only a cosmetic decision, it was a logistic one, and you can say that the square bottle helps to put more bottles per case, and that also means fewer, bro fewer broken bottles. It's an identifying characteristic of the Johnny Walker, and um, it's not the only one. It also has and still has the label, which is applying a 24-degree upwards left to right angle, and it allows the text to be made larger and more visible. There is, uh, this makes the bottle pretty recognizable, even at a distance. You can go to a bar nowadays, and even if you can't see that well, you can see the bottle and you know that's a Johnny Walker bottle. 
Alec Walker seemed showed to be a very, very intelligent businessman. Attend to Alec's business document, the sales of Walker's and Kilmanrock reached 100,000 gallons or 450,000 liters by the year 1862. By 1865, Alec created Johnny Walker's first commercial blend and called it Old Highland Whiskey before registering it, and registering it as such in 1867. Under John Walker, the whiskey sales represented about 8% of the whole firm's income. By the time Alexander was ready to pass the company to his sons, the figure increased between 90 and 95%, so they were a full-blown distillery. In 1893, uh, they purchased Cardo Distillery uh, to reinforce the stocks of one of Johnny Walker's key blended malt, malt whiskeys. Uh, they took out the Cardo single malt brand out of the market, and they just make it a direct supplier of the Walkers. Um, the uh, Cardo output became the heart of the old Highland whiskey, and um, subsequently of the rebranding of 1909. It was the prime malt of, of Johnny Walker Red and Black labels. From 1906 to 1909, John's grandson, George and Alexander II, expanded the line that had three blended whiskies in the market. Old Highland, that was a five-year-old whiskey. Special Old Highland, that was nine-year-old whiskey. And Extra Special Old Highland, that was a 12-year-old whiskey. These three brands have the standard Johnny Walker labels. Uh, the only difference was the colors, white, red, and black, respectively. Interestingly so, people start referring to them by their label colors. So they decided to rebrand them as actually the name of the labels. The Old Highland was renamed Johnny Walker, white label, and became a six-year-old whiskey. The Special Old Highland became Johnny Walker, red label, and became a 10-year-old whiskey. And the Extra Special Old Highland was renamed Johnny Walker, black label, and remained a 12-year-old whiskey. Sensing an opportunity to expand on um, the scale of their brands, Walker I started, uh, started acquiring many other distilleries. They, um, they acquired Colburn, they acquired the Kleinjarge Distillery, the Dano in Talisker, and ensured, that ensured the steady supply of single malt whiskey that were normally the Cardu and, um, and the original one. But by 1923, Walker finally purchased the Mortlock Distillery just to enhance their strategy. They have enough volume to produce all the miles they wanted while overtaking the competition. Johnny Walker White Label was dropped during World War I. They stopped producing it. It wasn't making much of a splash in the market anymore. And in 1932, Alexander II added Johnny Walker Swing to the line. The name originated from the initial shape of the bottle, which it's a, uh, if you can look it up, you can see that it has a, a little bit of a ship shape and um, it allows the bottle to rock back and forth. The company joined distillers, uh, the distillers company in 1925 and the distillers company was acquired by Guinness in 1986. Guinness later merged with Grand Metropolitan and formed the Diageo conglomerate in 1997, the current owners. That year saw the introduction of the blended malt, Johnny Walker Pure Malt, Pure Malt, that was renamed Johnny Walker Green Label in 2004. That's the only one that is just a malt whiskey, not a malt and green whiskey that they produce. In 2009, the brand owners, Diageo, decided to close all the operation on Kilman Rock, the original location. And this was met from a, with a backlash from local people, local politicians, and even the, the then prime minister of uh, Scotland, 
Alex Salmond. And despite petitions, public campaigns, and a large-scale march around Kilman Rock, uh, the IAU just proceeded with the closure, and the Johnny Walker plant in Kilman Rock closed its doors in March 2012. All those buildings were subsequently demolished. Easily one of the most instantly recognizable labels on the world of whiskey, Johnny Walker Black Label traces its roots all the way back to 1909 when it took the current form. Uh, this blended scotch bears a 12-year age statement, means that the youngest of the many whiskies that contribute to this blend has to be at least 12 years old. Um, the Johnny Walker official website claims that this blend brings together flavors from all the corners of Scotland. Blending whiskey is an art, and as much as a science. This is not likely to be an armistice in the war or sometimes unnecessarily heated uh, opinion between single malt purists and lovers of blends. I don't want to get too philosophical in a whiskey review, but I think taking an extreme stance on any polarizing issue tends to leave one unable to appreciate the many shades of gray that can be found in between. I'm... I just happen to be a person that really enjoys concrete and um, abstract concept. So I rarely find a conflict between art and science when it comes to my personal enjoyment. Um, I really think they're just different products and um, assuming that a single mouth is superior or a blend is superior than another one, it, you're just mixing different things. And um, honestly, you missed out and sometimes can come and snowy or I want to say just flat out flat out ignorant um, simply state that a good blend can hold uh, a wonder on this on the independent and it's independent of the intrigue of a well-crafted single malt and Johnny Walker Black just happened to be an excellent blend for the technical specs it is a 40% ABV alcohol or 80 proof for American listeners. And the age statement is a 12 year, 12 year old blended scotch whiskey. It's a mid, middle to upper um, class whiskey. And it is about uh, $40 for the 750 milliliters bottle. The appearance is uh, car it has a caramel, caramel color with a little bit of burnt sugar. It's a uh, it's a beautiful like copper reddish color and it has medium legs, so it has a little bit of uh, sugar content but not much. The nose is charred oak, peat smoke, toffee, pecan rolls and uh, ripe grapes of ripened ripened grapes. It is a fantastic aroma and you recognize it instantly. Um, the notes blend perfectly and is not too pungent and the just amount of lingering. The palate has vanilla, butterscotch, pit smoke, and a little bit of glazed pecans. It is um, it is not a bitey scotch, but it, it has a smoky finish, and it's something that is good for um, for people that are willing to sample different whiskeys and want to get into a step up and, and try a real scotch whiskey. And the finish, uh, the finish has a good amount of smoke, but it's not overpowering. It has a medium burn, and it tapers toward the end, and has some uh, 
some naughty and sweet notes that mingle with the lingering peat is an extremely well-crafted whiskey. In conclusion, this is one of my favorite whiskeys in the world. Um, the fact of the matter is a bottle of Johnny Walker Black has a tendency to get empty virtually faster than any other bottle of whiskey that comes into my possession. It makes for a terrific opener to an evening of more intense like Isle or Highland single malts, uh, but it also serves perfectly for a suitable standalone drink. It is balanced remarkably well and um, speaks to the value of competent blending. Black Label is a great ambassador for introducing newcomers to the world of uh, smoky and pretty and peaty whiskies with a price point that it won't break the bank. It's a respectable price, but it's not an overly commitment hitting almost $100 for products similar. And um, I gotta say it's a really good value and it's an excellent whiskey. I have to be open about this. I have a very emotional connection to this whiskey. This is a whiskey that I used to drink with my late stepdad, and we enjoy many meaningful and uh, and great conversations around uh, around a glass of Johnny Walker Black. Um, obviously, this is one of the good ones, so it deserves a, a score of a really good whiskey. So it's nine point three out of ten. Well, this is the end of today's episode. The Whiskey Nerd Podcast is available in English and in Spanish, and you can find it on Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, Radio Public, Anchor, or Apple Podcast. You can find me in social media and, um, on Instagram at lwhiskeynerd, or you can send me an email to l.whiskey.nerd at gmail.com. Uh, you can always... Um, send me a message on Instagram asking about reviews, if you want me to review a, a particular whiskey, if you want to talk about, about any special products or any whiskeys that you want to you discuss, and my door is always open. And I got to mention that this episode is dedicated to my late stepdad. He was a great man and um, is missed very, very much. As always, thank you for listening to the podcast and salute.